Good morning, and welcome to this episode of Enjoying an Encounter with Our God. Today I have my son-in-law Kevin joining me for Father's Day. Kevin is the husband of Jacqueline, who was on a few weeks ago, and they have three children, four, three, and one, so it's a very busy household. As you will hear today, they need God to run their home with wisdom. As I mentioned before, if you are not a father or husband, this podcast is all about praying for one another and lifting up the body of Christ. So there are men everywhere that need our prayers. So please be engaged in prayer as we are speaking this out. Let's invite the Holy Spirit to work. Oh God, we welcome you to have your way in our conversation. Be glorified and magnified as we lift up men and fathers everywhere to know their God in new ways. Amen. Our challenge question today is, what's the most important thing in being a good man or father? All right, Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Just like I asked your wife what she would say to young moms, I'm asking you what's one of the most important things that you would say that fathers need to know. Well, firstly, uh, thank you for having me on your podcast. Uh, As I'm sure is the case for those listening, you've been an integral part of my spiritual walk with Christ, and I know I can rely on you as a mentor. Um, As to the question, I I really took inspiration from my wife, Jacqueline. When she was on your podcast for Mother's Day, she discussed how parents are outsourcing our parental duties of raising our children, which limits our our presence and influence with them. So I want to follow along that line and uh, talk about how integral being present as a father and as a husband is to the family. Um, And just to pull on that string a little more, I think men historically and currently uh, don't realize there there's an incredible difference between being a provider versus being a father or a husband. And men, we rely on our wives to do, you know, quote, the homework. And then we get comfortable by just getting a paycheck, you know, paying the bills and then doing our own thing. And as I say this, I was caught in this mindset during the first few years of marriage as well. So Kevin, how did you realize you were just being a provider versus being a good father and husband? So it was actually a process, uh, different sermons and God revealing himself to me in different places and times, Uh, once in church, uh, another time in a car uh, on a long drive, uh, and then in a podcast. Sorry, I'm going to interject something here. It's very important, I think, to note that all of those times you were inviting God into your life through what you were engaging in. You were in church, you were spending time with him in the car, you were listening to a podcast. Is it fair to say that had you been gaming or doing something else, you would not have had those same experiences? Uh, absolutely. I completely agree with that. And because of, because of you know, um, my engagement with, with those other things, with the podcast and the church, and just having that one-on-one time with God, um, God was requiring that I surrender. And that's not uh, you know, something that most men like to do. Um, so this resulted in, in taking stock of myself. I had to listen to God and let him show me areas in my life that needed his intervention. And this is the key in us being engaged with our families. Uh, we will not know, you know what we need to improve on if we don't spend time and hear what God has to say to us, you know, what goals he wants us to make and what commitments he wants us to do to improve as fathers and husbands. And I found um, that by inviting God into my life and turning my thought life into my prayer life, I was able to reprioritize the true important things in my life. I'm going to stop you right there for a second. You said something very important. I like that. Turning your thought life into your prayer life. Um, Can you tell us how do you do that? 
So it's actually a practice and it was a lot easier than I, I thought it would be. Um, and what I did was I turned my own private thoughts. I, I invited God into them and made my thoughts about having just a conversation with God uh, instead of having a conversation with myself. And this brought a huge paradigm shift. Suddenly I was more God conscious than Kevin conscious, if, if that makes sense. That's good. That's good. And you know, this resulted in putting my wife and children first before the things I thought were important, um, like gaming, for example, you mentioned that before. So examples of inviting God into my life, uh, aside from thoughts becoming prayers, were doing devotions, first thing in the morning. I often listen to a podcast on my commute to work when I was actually going into the office, and I could tell I was inspired and, and I was in a, such a better mood for the rest of the day. Um, and, you know, just to commit to devotions by reading Bible plans, uh, listening to worship music throughout the day, even just having it in the background, it really changes the atmosphere. Yeah, that's so true. I used to give an example to my Sunday school kids. I brought in two doors, literal doors, and I said that one of them represented the spiritual and one of them represented the, the secular. And every day we choose which door we're going to walk through. We can't open both. Yeah, that's right. And for me, my priorities were not in order. Um, there's no question. So Jacqueline and I uh, had our first child in, in 2016, and I was still acting like I could continue with the life that I had as you know a single man or someone without a, a child. And I always had an excuse to not want to change you know a poopy bum or <laughs> wake up in the middle of the night because I had to work in the morning. Uh, this put you know tremendous stress on my my wife's mental health for sure. Our marriage it was it was very unhealthy. Um, so uh, by taking ownership and uh, along that same line is reprioritizing our lives as men of God first and then husbands and fathers, not binge watching, you know, mindless content on whatever streaming service uh, or up all night gaming or gaming on, you know, throughout the week on your you know, off work hours um, as a married man, uh, you know, and or a father, you do live with others who should be. Um, our priority over ourselves. And this isn't to say I don't watch, you know, TV anymore. <laughs> uh, that being said, I, I have given up gaming because for me, uh, I felt it had too much of a hold on me and I was compelled to always want to, you know, get back on and, and just continue with that. And currently, for the most part, when my wife and I uh, watch TV, we both put the kids down for bed. We clean up the house before uh, one of us, you know, starts to rest. Actually, it sounds like that's a tall order for men. But God instructs them to love their wives as Christ did the church and gave himself up for her is what Ephesians 5.25 said. Yeah, and that's why it's so important that we aren't just in the home being a provider, but being present and a part of the home, you know, actually engaging and caring for the home and your family. Can you give an example of what you mean by being present? Yeah, so an example, getting up in the morning when you're exhausted, um, engaging with your children and not putting your head in your phone, you know, especially in the morning too, because again, you're exhausted. But instead of, you know, wanting to spend your time gaming or self-interested entertainment, mm -hmm. plan dates with your wife, you know, have that, have that time together and spend that free time with her instead of yourself. You said something to me that I think is vital. You talked of being present with your wife as well. I remember reading that one of the most powerful things a father can do is love his wife. And the children are actually going to draw great security from this. Is this something that men need to be intentional about? 
I mean, you date a woman, you ask her to marry you. Is it something that you need to really focus on? Uh, absolutely. And, and when you do this, when you're intentional and genuine about spending time with your wife, your bond with one another is, is reinforced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard, you know, every five years, uh, a man and a woman should get to know each other um, again uh, because circumstances in life change so often. Uh, we should understand each other's goals and aspirations with with fresh perspectives. Um, my wife and I are in a great place with these priority changes and inviting God into our lives. I cannot stress enough, you know, how rewarding it is for our family to commit to change. And it's honestly quite quite simple to become focused on being just a provider. But men really need to shake that stereotype and be present. Thanks so much for sharing, Kevin. Um, can you just pray over our men and fathers the things that you've discussed today and, um, and invite God in to help make those changes? Our Father, who art in heaven, King of the universe, we invite your presence and your authority for us to live out our lives as fathers and husbands with compassion and love for our families. We remember uh, your word says, that it is you who gives us our daily bread, so we do not have to worry and be all consumed with only being a provider for our families. God, we ask that you help shift the priorities of the men listening today, that you assist in changing one's foundation for their family. God, we thank you that your word says in Psalms 103 that you are like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear you. Help us remember to be compassionate and tender to our wives first and then our children. We honor you first. We give you first place in our lives and trust that uh, what you say in your word, that as we seek you first, all other things will be added onto us. We pray for strength and your power for all men today to live the lives as the men you want us to be. Amen. God, we thank you for your grace and mercy and love. Thank you for your son's example of how to love with servanthood and putting others first. Thank you that he gave himself for us, your bride. Thank you for your instructions to men to love their wives as you did the church. To give them wisdom, I pray, in how to fulfill your other instructions. You said to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as radiant without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. I pray that you give men wisdom that they would remember to daily pray for their wives as much as they pray for themselves. We pray that men will be amazing fathers as they put you first, then their wives. And for those who don't have any wives or children, we ask that those men would make you their God first. Thank you, Father, that you love all of us and that you are the Father to all of us. Thank you, Father, that you told us in 2 Corinthians that you are our Father and we are your sons and daughters. You are the perfect Father. You know when to withhold. You know when to bless. You know when to um, to give. And you know when to withhold um, not just things that we're asking you for, but whether it's discipline because you know it will crush us, or whether it's edification, whatever it is, God, we thank you that you are the God who knows exactly how to parent. And we draw on that. We ask you to fulfill us with your wisdom on how to parent, on how to love you first, on how to know you with everything that's within us. And Father, more than anything, I pray for revelation, a revelation of your love to all men everywhere, everywhere, 
that they would know, regardless of how they were brought up, regardless of their childhood, regardless of whether or not they had a good father or not, that they would know that they would know that they would know that you are God who loves them. You are the perfect father. And we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that it is your love and your power and your word that goes forth to show this to all men. We invite that right now. We invite that into every different man and your Holy Spirit to work, to speak, to to minister in whatever way needs to be ministered to these men, that they would be so much better than they were before that revelation and that they would understand that every day can be new revelation with you, that not just living on yesterday's revelation, not just living on yesterday's time with you, but every day that you're a God who has so much to show them and share with them. We love you. We thank you. We invite you into every man's life. We thank you for men. We thank you that you put the mantle of provision upon them. And that's not supposed to be a burden, but it's a mantle. It's what you gave them to do. So we pray that they would feel fulfilled and energized instead of drained. We just pray in the name of Jesus that they would take all the things that you have for them to whole new levels of understanding with joy and peace and and strength and wisdom. We invite you into all the men listening and to, to all men everywhere. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we thank you for being our God and our Father. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us. We encourage you to share at Enjoy an Encounter on Google, Spotify, or Apple. May you and every man be blessed with knowing how much your God and Heavenly Father loves you.